Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. It is your host, Hopsy, baby boy. Otherwise known as Harrison Harper, but I like to go by the alias, Hopsy. For those of you who don't know, how I ever got the name Hopsy is actually kind of a hilarious tale because no one, no one calls me that ever. Like none of my childhood friends call me that. I picked that name up in Ontario playing university hockey. I was a fir- my very first year at Nipissing University. I was uh, it was one of the first road trips we had of the year, and you know what it goes. You you're on the road. You take the we took the bus in the night before. We're checking into the hotel, and you know you, you get all your shit off the bus, and you all crawl into the uh, lobby there, and you all stand in a huddle basically, and you wait till the coach gets the room keys, and then he he reads out who's who's rooming with who. You know, he names out the names, and he was he was saying my name, and I was one of the first ones to be called. So like all the boys were still in there, and he says. Harrison Hopper just mispronounced my name said Hopper and like immediately some guy was like Hopper Hopsy and like literally that's all it took that name stuck the entire year people called me Hopsy my entire five years at Nipissing uh like people like not many but there's people that only know me as Hopsy and I thought it was hilarious because when I wanted to make this podcast I thought that'll be my alias and I'm still going by it Folks, welcome to episode number 41. It is currently Tuesday, June 29th at 12.04 a.m. as I record this. And I really wish that you, the listener, I wish I did a little video, you know? Everyone does video for podcasts now. I haven't got to the point where I've figured that out yet, okay? So cut me some fucking slack, please. But I'm sitting on a second-story boat deck of a boathouse. I'm overlooking the beautiful Star Lake about 45 kilometers west of Timmins. I'm still up north. My northern tour, the Northern Ontario tour of 2021, of summer 2021, rolls on. And I really wish you could see this site because, I mean, this place is uh, beautiful, really beautiful. And, I mean, there's loons howling all over the place. You might Maybe the mic will pick one up. That's literally why I dragged myself out onto the deck. I'm getting absolutely destroyed by bugs. But when you're a journalist, you're going to make those sacrifices, okay? And a sacrifice like this is me recording on a Tuesday. I guess it's Tuesday now. At 12 in the morning when I got to be up literally in like five and a half hours. So it's not ideal. Um, but you know what? When you love what you do as a journalist, you're going to make you know, you're gonna make things happen. You're going to get the ball rolling. This is episode number 41. The Mike Smith episode? thought Mike Smith was going to be a beauty when he rolled into Calgary. It turned out he really wasn't, but he seems to be playing pretty good with the Edmonton Oilers. So shout out to Mike Smith, man. That's who I think when I think of number 41. Maybe Craig Anderson, but I mean, Craig Anderson is a great guy, great human being, great player, but I'm not a huge Ottawa Senators fan. So that's not who immediately pops in my head. I had to Google it too. Apparently Jason Allison wore number 41. Haven't heard that name since I was about eight years old. So anyways, folks, welcome back to the program. We are up here. Um, I don't know when I'm going home. Maybe I'll never go home. Maybe I'll just stay up north for the rest of my fucking life. Okay? No, I'm going to go home in about, I think this weekend I'll be making it home. But we've been just crushing roofs out. I think we've done about eight roofs in the last 20 days. And I even took a couple days off there. And I went down to, to North Bay, help out a buddy. So he was flipping a house. I went down there last week for three nights, four days, and, and gave him a hand. One of my former roommates there. We had a good time down there. Nice to see some people I hadn't seen in a while. But this northern tour, folks, I'm all over the place. And um, what's all over the place is uh, what I, what my supplies. What I packed for this trip 
is so hysterical. It's not even funny. Like, I'm unanimously the worst Packer I know. Like, it's honestly horrific. Like, I know people that are, you know, very organized. They, they, they get it right. They, they plan ahead. Not me. I'm like, a, the trip is, uh, we're leaving tomorrow. I'm packing the morning of eight minutes before we have to be out the door. Like, there's been times when I'm, like, going to university or, or going out to play hockey, and it's, like, the night before, and I'm, like, starting to pack up, like, my, all, my belongings for, like, an eight-month stay somewhere abroad. I'm, I'm a horrific packer. So this time I was like, no, I'm not overpacking. So what did I do? I completely underpacked. I brought literally nothing. I brought like six pairs of dirty work socks, two pairs of work pants, a couple work shirts. And like, I literally have the attire to wear basketball shorts, sweatpants, and I have one leisure hoodie that I wore for one day of work. So it kind of got a little dirty, but I was like, well, man, I can't have all dirty clothes. I need to have something to wear at night and around the fire and stuff. So I have like one clean hoodie and a pair of basketball shorts and sweatpants. And I go to work, come home and I put those on and I've been doing that for 20 days. And I've done, when I did, I did laundry one time. I managed to get a little laundry in. I think I threw three pairs of socks in and two work shirts. So in the span of 21 days now, I've literally just been living out of a bag and not a good bag, not a well-packed bag at all. But one thing that's made me laugh is like, it doesn't really bother me. Sometimes I think that I was just built for life on the road. Life on the road, buddy. Like, I've been on the go for a long time, like, like, I haven't really had a set, I haven't lived in the same place for 12 months straight since I was 16 years old. Like, I've always been coming back, like, going, moving around, like, doing hilarious stuff, like, I got possessions all over the country. I got stuff left in New Brunswick from when I played junior hockey there. I got stuff at my parents' house in Calgary. I got stuff at my girlfriend's place in Stratford. I've lost a million items all over the world, probably. I'm just a rambling man. And I think that's good for journalism. So luck, good news for you folks. You, you can join the ride because who knows where I'll end up. But you can guarantee one fucking thing. The microphone's going to be coming with me. All right? Gosh. Work's been going good, though. We've been, we've been actually lootly crushing it. And uh, not to go back to the wardrobe subject, but like I said, I brought two pairs of work pants with me. And i um, been running into some severely sticky situations with this one pair of work pants. Uh, they're my favorite pair. They're really well. They, you know, when you have like the stretchy jean, you can really bend down there. It's got, like the athletic fit. That's what. That's the sh- type of shit that I live for personally. Is that stretchy jean? And I've been wearing this pair, my favorite, like way too much. And like you know, you're roofing and stuff. You're on your ass a lot. You're sliding around on shingles. Like you know, it's a hard. It's a hard job for any jean, really. If you want me to be honest, find me a jean that can withstand that. Yeah, I'll give you a lot of money for it. But, you know, I've been ripping through jeans, but my favorite pair, I've been wearing them probably way too long. So my, my right pocket, my right ass pocket has just gotten absolutely shredded. And it's been getting me into like literally nothing but pickles. Like I, I should, I got to throw these pants in the fire because the other day, Roby, my buddy, friend of the program, as we all know, my boss too. I always got to throw that last part in there. I call him boss. Hey, boss. No, I don't. But anyways, he just buys, he bought a property in Timmins and uh, it's undeveloped and anyone who knows Timmins is like, and heard my last episode speaking on it, the bush around here is fucking insane. It's very dense and his, his property is, is just full of trees right now. It hasn't been, not a driveway, not a culvert in there or anything. It needs to, needs all that done with. So a couple days ago after work, 
we were like, hey, like, let's go take a look at the property. Like, maybe take a walk around, you know, see it. It's a couple acres, like, you know, five acres. And, you know, we'll take a little scour around the woods, see what's going on. So we, we just, you know, I just got into the car. What do I do? Right when we get out, what do I do? When you get out of the car, you know, it's your natural instinct. You put your wallet in your back pocket. I'm a back pocket wallet guy, even though, you know, they probably say it's not a good thing to do, knock on wood. Clearly it's not. I have a hole in this pocket. I don't even think about it. So I toss my wallet in there and like this hole's big enough that like it just right, whatever you put in there is going right out. So what do I do? Throw my wallet in there with pay from multiple jobs. I got checks, cash in there, a lot of stuff that I need to get into the bank. Like this is, this is what I'm up here working. I, I'm, my work is now in my ass. It's in my ass pocket. What happens to my, my wallet? What do you think happens to it? Flies right in my ass. I don't know. I don't think of that. So I go home. It takes me like two days. I can't find my wallet. And then like I finally think back to it and I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. Like I definitely, definitely had it in the property when we were walking around the woods. I'm like, dude, we're never going to find it. Like it's gone for good. And I've lost a wallet before. Like there's nothing worse. Like it's not even like you don't even care about the cash. You care about like replacing all the bullshit, the credit cards, all that. I still have home addresses in Calgary. So whenever I get a new card, I got to get it sent to home and then I got to get mom and dad to mail it to me wherever the hell I am in the world. It's a terrible system. So that's going through my head. I'm like, I'm so fucked. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with these. I don't, I'm, I'm horned. I'm, it's going to, I'm in Timmins for the foreseeable next couple weeks and I don't even have a wallet now, but we don't know what to do. Anyways, I, we're talking, talking with Roby's dad and, um, we're like, what, it must be in the property. We're never going to find it. So the next day I'm working, I'm trying not to think about it. And all of a sudden, Roby's dad comes flying up the driveway. He's like, I got it, Harps. And I'm like, what? And, he's like, and he goes, well, I'm a moose hunter, man. I'm a moose hunter, man. I follow the tracks. Sure enough, follows the tracks. Dodo Head's wallet's just sitting in the ditch. He said, just, just sitting there. Like, just asking to be picked up. It wasn't even in the lot. He said, it, must have, it looked like I took one step out of the truck, and my wallet just fell out of my ass, and is just laying on the side of the road. And I'm like, well, that's good. That's good. But thank you, Alex. Thank you very much for finding it. You need a moose hunter to find something like that. I never would have found it. I'm a terrible finder of anything. But the, you know what? The problems with these pants, you think I'd learn my lesson there? Not a fucking chance. Not even close. So a couple days later, we're pricing roofs. We're giving some people quotes. You know, they want their roofs done. So you got to roll up. You got to price it. You got to measure it. Find out how much material you need and, and what you're going to need to order and, you know, how much it's going to cost to have this all done. So we're over there. We did a house or two, measured it all up. And then we come over to this big, big house. Like this thing's like not three stories is the saying two and a half. Like it, it's, it's higher than a normal home. It's higher than a normal two story. You know, it's got that like split level thing going on up top. So anyways, we're way up there and, and I've been writing all of the stuff in our, in my phone, been put into my notes, like all the calculations of, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into that, but you know how that goes. So I have a lot of stuff in there that, that we need and we need to know what those measurements are. And anyways, so we're on the last roof of the day. We've quoted three and we're literally just finishing up. And I've been writing everything on my phone and Roby hands me the measuring tape and I go across the roof, try to get the measurement. And all of a sudden he goes, dude, I'm like, what? He's like, you didn't even notice. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you just put your phone in your back pocket and it just fell 35 feet to the ground and landed straight flat in the brick. And in my head, like, I've broken so many things. I've bitched about that on this phone before, about how these Apple products, the fact they're not indestructible yet, blows my mind. And, and 
So I go down. I don't even say a word. I'm not even mad at this point. Like I have Apple Care. Like I'm assuming I could get a phone up in Timmins somehow, but it's not ideal, right? Like that's not what you want to deal with. Certainly when I had a bunch of roofs priced in it. So then I was like, that's all went through my head too. I was so pissed. I was like, if we have to go back to these roofs and remeasure them because I threw them in my assless pocket again, I'm going to fucking probably, I might just jump off this fucking roof. I don't even know. I'm going to lose my mind. So anyways, I go down there, calm as, calm as a cucumber, we'll say. And I pick up my phone and somehow it's completely fine. Like nothing wrong with it. And I'm like, I've dropped phones in the bathroom trying to text and they've landed on the tile and been completely fucking ruined. I dropped this thing 35 feet off a roof onto an interlocked brick pathway and nothing happened. I landed face down on the brick. Not a fucking thing happened to it. What's going on? Today, I let it get rained on. And then I'm trying, to, I'm trying to talk on the phone to my mother a couple hours ago. The bugs here are horrific. Got a horse fly on my neck. I go to slap the horse fly. Somehow in the process, end up slapping the phone out of my hand that I'm talking on. I'm standing on a boat dock. My phone goes two feet into the water. It's like full two feet. I had to reach my elbow in there. I'm like scrambling. I can't grab it. It's slippery on the rocks. I pull it out. It's completely fine. This thing spent more time in the water today than it almost did outside of it. Figuratively. But I look down and now it's fine. And now I never knew this about Apple. I'm trying to plug it in. That's why my phone's dead because it won't let me. Tells you that you get this like, you get the water damage and you need to let it dry out for a couple hours. And I was like, you know what? Maybe Apple is onto something. Maybe they listened. Maybe they heard the episode where I was talking about that, the League Madness episode. I believe that was the one. If they did, Steve Jobs, you can look down and know that they're doing a good thing over there. You know, that company you left, skyrocketing, yes, but they're starting to make finally good products that make some sense. You know what I'm saying? Golly. Folks, um, not a hockey podcast, but we do. We will talk some hockey, it obviously being the Stanley Cup Finals. I uh, recorded this episode after I just watched Game 1, Tampa Bay, giving a little bit of a thumping to the Montreal Canadiens there in Game 1. What a wild game. There was, there was literally there was six goals scored. One of them made sense. One made sense. Like One was a nice goal. Kucherov's PP goal, I believe it was. That was a nice one. Other than that, there was, it was like a pinball machine out there. Shit was going left and right. But what a, what a playoffs. Like, certainly an odd one. We have literally two teams in the same division in a regular year playing for the Stanley Cup. It's very, very peculiar. And honestly, I don't know what to think. Obviously, being a Leafs fan and um, seeing what the fuck happened there, another meltdown. Leafs nation in absolute turmoil. I actually think the Leafs might might seriously lose some fans from what what's gone on these last couple of years. And as and honestly, almost as they should. It's a fucking disgrace. Now I will talk about you know the, the playoffs and and the magical run that the Canadians are going on. But I have to bring up the Toronto Maple Leafs quickly. Don't think I talk about them ever. I try not to talk hockey on this show as much as I can, but naturally half the show. Every episode is probably about hockey, so I apologize. Um, but Toronto, man, what a fucking mess, dude. And I'm not acting like I'm some hockey mind, like I know all the answers here. But the answers are definitely don't pay a bunch of guys what you think their worth is before they've proved it. These guys are all really, they have mad, like really good hockey players. Matthews, Rocket Richard Trophy winner. Granted, does it have an asterisk that he played against the same six teams all year that everyone deemed to be so fucking shitty? The North Division was supposed to be an absolute dumpster fire. Whoever made it out of there wasn't going to go anywhere. Somehow the Montreal Canadiens, who barely made playoffs by one point, 
on a shootout loss or overtime loss are now in the final, finishing 18th overall. They wouldn't even made the playoffs technically by normal standards. They wouldn't even been in the playoffs. But somehow these guys are in the fucking final. Wild year. But back to Toronto. Um, they've created an absolute mess. You look at the money they're paying these guys up front, it's honestly sickening. And good players, like I said, they're always going to put up numbers. They're always going to perform during the season. They care. Like They care. They want to be good players. They want to win. But when it gets down to the nitty-gritty, these guys don't have the they don't have the jam. They don't have the drive. Like they've already been paid so much. Like Marner is making 10.9 million, I think it is. He has zero goals in his last 19 playoff games. What the fuck at the end of the day are you paying for? That's like it's like Leafs hockey, man. It just kills me. It's like the fans will always be engaged. So it like almost doesn't matter how the team performs because like people will always, always just keep tuning in and they'll always be the most popular team in the world. They'll most recognizable NHL franchise probably. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm talking like out of the ass and those facts. There's no stats behind what I just said in either of those regards. But they're a very well-liked and well-known team with tons of money and that's not never going to change. But these last five, six, seven years since Shanahan got in and we thought the world was going to change and all this shit was going to go, all they've done is just this team, man. They act like, I love the Leafs just like to think that they've got it all figured out. They got Dubas up there with his glasses fucking hitting the analytics hard. They're doing all this crazy shit. Um, They build a soft, soft, soft squad year after year and get bounced in the first round. And we act like there's like some, like what what do we think's happening? Look at the Montreal Canadiens. Look at their back end. Look at their back end. They have big boys. They got Shea Weber, Ben Sherratt, Joel Edmondson. The list goes on. They got good players. The, I mean, Toronto's got good D men too. You know, they got TJ Brody's a good pickup. Morgan Riley's a fucking stud. But they don't have a Ben Sherratt. They don't have a Joel Edmondson. They don't have guys like this. Montreal goes out, trades for a Joel Edmondson. Guy was a Stanley Cup champion with the St. Louis Blues. Like, he, they go out and they get some winners. They went out and got a Tyler Toffoli. They got a Corey Perry. They got guys that have won cups. They got guys that know what it takes. And then they have young kids who are hungry to play. They want to fucking win. They want, they want to prove themselves. You got the Leafs. They, it's Matthews, Martyrs, all these guys. They've already, they already think they're the fucking shit. They're hanging out with Justin Bieber in the offseason. They think they're fucking beauties. I used to think they were beauties too. I don't know if I if I even like Austin Matthews anymore. I seriously don't know. And I went through this thing this year where I, I fell in love with him. You know, Poppy or whatever they call him. I was like, this is the we're watching the birth of a king. Some of the goals he was scoring were insane. But what actually changed my mind completely in the snap of a finger was I forget what game it was in the Montreal series, but it was on home ice. And I think they were losing at the time. And it was, I, I believe, and quote, I'm, I'm not going back to look at it because I don't have fucking Wi-Fi. I can't, my phone's fucking dead. I can't even do that. I'm talking on a porch by a lake to nobody. There's probably a neighbor here in here thinking, they're probably going to call the police hearing me rant on. They're like, some fuck's drunk by the lake. Can we, can we throw him in it or can you come pick him up? I got, that's what they're thinking. But what, the, what, what turned me around on Matthews, and I was talking to a friend about this the other day, and it just, the conversation reiterated in his mind, is the moment I think I realized I don't know if I like Matthews. It was on home ice. Again, don't know what game it was, but there was like a couple Montreal guys were like pushing him, you know, shoving him after the whistle, giving him a little face wash, tugging on his collar kind of a thing. And he was just like smirking and laughing and like, 
I, I like so many people on Twitter, like hockey Twitter people were like, look at Matthews, man. He's just, he's not even phased by these tactics. Like, this is awesome. Like, you know, you can't, he's not going to stoop down to your level. I'm like, no, that's fucking embarrassing. They were losing a game on home ice and people were trying to take advantage of their superstar. He can't even like, he's just laughing, smirking. He has no jam. He has no grit. He didn't even care that people were trying to take advantage of him. The team did nothing about it. Why would they? Matthews doesn't care. He's fucking there sitting there smirking and laughing. What the fuck are you laughing at, Matthews? You haven't done a fucking thing this series. Your team goes on to lose the series. You won the Rocket Richard Trophy. You already got your big contract. All of them. They, they're, they're, they're horrific. They got no jam in the playoffs. What are they going to do, man? I'm a Leafs fan, and I will always be a Leafs fan, but I don't know about this current makeup of this team. I think they should blow the team right up and just sell them all. But the problem is, how are you going to sell them? Who would want these contracts for these guys that have been proven not to do anything in the playoffs? I mean, I hate to say it, Tavares, obviously a unique situation, got hurt, like, game one. Like, you don't want to see that. But are you kidding me, man? Like, we traded for Tavares. Like, he didn't really do fuck all in the, with the Islanders. Like, I didn't really like that signing from the get-go. And then they went and gave him a boatload of money, too. Why are we giving these guys all this money? They don't do... Like, what are we paying for? You want to have, like, a sweet regular season, get a couple, you know, get some points, get, sell some tickets? Or do you want to win the playoffs? It kills me, man. You look look at the New York Islanders, for fuck's sakes. What, what happened to them, basically? Like, realistically, like, there's obviously other pieces I'm missing. The Leafs traded or not traded, I don't even think. You got Matt Martin and Leo Komarov and Lou Lamorello in the span of one season. Departing the Leafs, they go over to the New York Islanders, who basically have no superstars, have none of that, have no big contracts like that. And what have they done? They were one game away from the Stanley Cup final. So people are like, people are probably chirping New York Islanders all the time. Like, I would trade that team straight up for the Leafs right now. Don't want any of those boys right now. They, I do. But I have a real, real distaste, bad taste in my mouth about that team and how they're running. And the, the thing that kills me, it was, man, Matthew smirking. He's laughing on the ice like there's not a care in the world. Like, show some fucking pride. Show some, some compete. Like, are you kidding me? Actually just blows my mind. But we're not going to talk about that anymore. But, man, what is going on with the Montreal Canadiens? They're going to win the cup, I think. I mean, this, this, that saying might not age well. Like, they lost game one, but, like, something crazy's going on. Something real, real nuts is happening. And it goes back to what I believe. You got a bunch of dogs, man. They barely made the playoffs. They wanted to prove the world wrong, and they fucking have. All respect to the Montreal Canadiens. Like, if, if they don't win, if they get swept four games all in this series... I don't think I don't think anyone can say nothing but respect to the Montreal Canadiens and what they've accomplished. They have a coach out with COVID right now. They got a couple guys who had Druan had to go on like personal leave. Like they've they've had some stuff go on this year. Petri gets hurt in the playoffs, but they kept finding ways to win. Like the games might not be that interesting. They might be very boring. People seem to that aren't real hockey fans. It actually it makes me laugh. They're like, oh yeah. The NHL loves to reward the non-skilled teams in the playoffs, and uh, though and and it just it's bad for the game. I'm like that. Unfortunately, folks, the game's going to be played a little bit differently when you have the chance of playing the same team seven nights in a row. Yeah, it might not be that run and gun, might not be that flashy, but it's probably going to be the kind of hockey that's going to win you games, get you into the finals. Example A: the Montreal Canadiens. I would. It's like watching paint dry sometimes when they're playing. 
but it's effective. And if you if you appreciate the game for how it's supposed to be played, it's kind of beautiful to watch. They have they have a good team, some some wily vets, some little fucks who get in there, and not afraid to go to the net. It, it's it's been fun to watch. So I mean, NHL kind of a weird year, but I mean at, at least this is going to be a good Stanley Cup final and going to be a really weird one seeing two division rivals playing against one another. So that'll never happen, hopefully ever again. So yeah. But what, what what makes me laugh, and and this is just absolute, this is just horseshit to me. This is where I have to step in, and this isn't my opinion. This is just common sense. This is going to make me laugh. If the Montreal Canadiens don't let more than 3,500 people in the game at the Bell Center for Game 3, that is absolute, that's just hilarity. That's hilarity to me. If you look outside of the crowd that's going on outside, thousands hundreds of thousands of people filling the streets to to celebrate their hockey team it gets to the point where like hey the people don't care the people don't care so when you when you put 3500 people in the stands and you're not going to fill them up but there's a hundred thousand people knocking at the door it starts to make me think like we're jumping through hoops to make it seem like we're doing something to continue fighting this virus and i know I understand there's a little bit of an asterisk in Canada because we do have socialized healthcare. We do have a public healthcare system that is free uh, to a degree. And, you know, we can't really just open up the doors. But, uh, I mean, we're jumping through hoops at this point to act like we're fighting a virus. We had to lock the last 3,500 in from the last game at the Bell Center until the streets cleared. I believe it took hours. What are we doing? It just It's just so, it's just idiotic to me. It just doesn't make sense at this point. I'm going to say it again, jumping through hoops. I feel like in a lot of ways, that's what we've done through this entire pandemic. And I really hope that there is an end to it very soon because it's just, I mean, how it's just, there's nothing you can do about it. We just got to, you know, honestly, just laugh it off at this point because, wow, what do you even say? There's nothing to say, but um, I'm looking forward to my trip there to Calgary. I'm heading home the four, July 4th to the 11th. Um, if you're in town, give me a shout. Uh, I'm going to be doing a little bit of stampeding. Uh, it's going to be really good. I'm heading out to Invermere for a couple nights. Haven't seen the family since last August. So it's going to be a fucking deadly trip. And I'm hearing a lot of, you know, I don't know what stampede's going to be like. I'm hearing a lot of uh, say about they're going to have like, you have to have show proof of vaccine before you go into Nashville North and other places like that. And it, it makes me laugh. I'm like, do you think a vaccine is the big you don't need a vaccine to go if if you need a vaccine you need 1700 vaccines to step foot in anywhere in stampede but um it's gonna be a different year they're the chuck wagon races those were gassed this year they're not doing the chuck wagons and for those of you who don't know what that is it's when they got the horses attached to the cart the boys are going yeah 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 you know what i mean looks it's it's the best event at stampede by far like they're just boys are buzzing around a racetrack with horse and cart it's 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 amazing. It's like watching, it's like going down Route 131 in Perth East in Ontario with the Amish flying around. It's basically the same thing, but it's an organized sport. Uh, so that they're not doing it because they canceled it in multiple rodeos across the West, and the reason was being that they think due to the pandemic that the horses aren't going to be trained or up to par to you know they're gonna they're worried about injury. And um, I mean it's kind of hilarious. I'm like, what do you think these guys like aren't riding their horses all year? these guys aren't training their horses because of COVID 
These guys are still out in the fields running these fucking horses every single day. And so we can't have the chuck wagons now, but you're going to have stampede with no chuck wagons. So it's like a pretend stampede. There's still going to be some rodeo events, tons of good rodeo events, lots that you should check out. If you've never been to stampede, you got to get out there. What a trip. Very expensive. Bring your wallet and you're not going to be able to sit on it because a beer is about $9 for just a regular can. But you got to go out there. And I mean, if you're not going to have stampede with the chuck wagons, just doesn't feel right to me i don't usually go because they're expensive but it's like almost like you know what the fact that i know the chuck wagons aren't going to be going on it's a little fishy to me i'm going to be walking around that stampede not one thing will be different to me but me reading a headline of an article that says the chuck wagons are no longer on i'll walk around the entire stampede and i'll just be like this shit just ain't the same as it was and they'll be like what do you mean i'm like you don't get it man stampede is a fucking essence and they've taken that from me they're like harrison you're, you're from the city you live in ontario you have for years you you went to one chuck wagon race when you were six and i'm like it's not the point it's not the fucking point man okay it's the principle think about the cowboys the goddamn cowboys you hear that i hope that at some point while i was just going on that rant there's loons just losing their mind like very close to me and the loon, top three bird by far. Easily a top three bird, no doubt. But they, their call, oh man, that loon. I'm not even going to try to imitate it because that's, that's not going to go well. I think top three call for sure. Honestly, my favorite bird call by far. Beautiful, beautiful, majestic bird. One of the many symbols of Canada that I love. Right on our dollar coin. Unbelievable. And you don't see them all over Canada. Or, you know, I certainly don't run into them. But where I've been recently, it's, they're everywhere. And I've just grown, I'm a big bird guy. I don't know. I think the pandemic did that to me. I think I spent a lot of time at the start of the pandemic going insane and literally staring out windows or like sitting in a yard, just looking at trees. And and I think the birds got me through the start of the pandemic there. And I'm just a huge bird guy now. You know what I'm saying? But no, it's great up here. It's really beautiful. People like to give Timmons a hard time, man, but... I mean, yeah, you're up in the middle of nowhere. Um, 90% of the people that have shit to talk about Timmins have never even been north of uh, Barrie. So I always find that comical to me. But when you really get up here, you get a little bug spray on. Everything's not that bad. Like, the lakes are unreal out here. And the people, the people are, like, noticeably laid back, relaxed, like, really nice people. And it's almost like they have kind of that East Coast maritime vibe, but, like, without the accent. But the accent is definitely, there's an accent. I wouldn't say it's, I mean, what's the saying? It's not an accent, but it's like mannerisms maybe. The way people use words up here is like, I, I always pick up on that stuff I find. And the thing I love about Canada is like, yeah, it's one country. But everywhere you go in it, the people are so different. And when you come up here, I did, one thing I've picked up on is people like, people in Canada do say A and stuff like that. I've never heard a single person say a boot, you know what I mean, when the, the cliches, but people say A, but in Timmins, what I've noticed is like, instead of saying A or like, um, you just throw in a there. So you'll be like, yeah, well, we're going to go over there fishing there. Yeah. And boats over there. Yeah. There. And we're going to get over there and it's going to be a good time there. Like they, they, you just throw in a there instead of an um, and like everyone does it up here. And like, I mean, some people from up here might think that that's funny to say, but like if you paid attention to it, you'll notice it. So like I find like I'm very like conformative to the language that I'm around. Like I, when I lived in uh, New Brunswick, living there for two years playing junior hockey, 
my family is from there and I got a lot of East Coast family who do have that Eastern draw on their voice. But like I came back from I came back from New Brunswick and people would be like, All right, Harrison, like lock it up. Like you're not an East Coaster. You grew an accent in eighteen months. Like is how's that even possible? But I find like I just start talking like the people I'm around. So now I I start saying there all the time. I'm like, Yeah, well we're gonna go there and probably get some beer there and yeah, it'd be a good time there. It's and it's comical to me and like I don't know. There's just those I love manner I just love people's mannerisms. I'm just so intrigued by people, even if I hate them. Like I could hate you and I'll still look at you with like an admiration and be like, this guy's up to something. <laughs> I don't know what, but it's a little crazy. And uh, yeah, so I mean, as a journalist though, you got to realize that's my duty and I have to do that kind of a thing. And again, people, yeah, I'm trying to become a roofer. Um, I'm trying to, you know, I got a million things going on up my ass and around the corner. Um, but I, I am a journalist first, okay? And this is independent journalism that you're not going to find anywhere else and um while i was working today um i was thinking about this in my head and i have never actually brought this up on the show and uh, i think this would be a good time to do it um i'd like to maybe get in a couple more so we could make something better out of it but i ordered um i ordered made got some golf shirts made from a friend of the program Jarrett smith he was on one of the earlier episodes he's the owner operator of unparalleled clothing company or unparalleled premium wear I believe it goes by, but I, I got him to make me up some sweet ass golf shirts for the project. And I, so I got some project golf shirts in, I'll take a pic of myself wearing one. I'll, I'll put up a little vid maybe, but I got, I ordered, um, I ordered 25 for the time being. Um, I've given a few away, but I still have a lot in stock. Um, I was thinking of what I should do with them. You know, like I'm not going to sell them. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to sell them as merch. Who the fuck wants to wear merch? Like, when, you know what I mean? Like, I don't mean to be rude, but like, when I see a guy, if I see a guy in the, if I had a friend, he was wearing a spit and chiclets hoodie, I, the second he walked around the corner, I'd be like, "Are you fucking serious? You fucking idiot!" Like, I would chirp him immediately. If I see you wearing merch of a podcast, I'm kind of like, "This guy's weird, man. This guy's up to something." So that's how my head works. So I'm like, I stick to my principles. I'm like, "What am I gonna do? Then make merch for the project?" That's 43 people listen to and 21 of them are my aunts like I can't do that but I was thinking about something to do like I was gonna do one of those uh you know everyone does the giveaway on Instagram when it's like oh um uh like the page and share this and you'll be entered to win a chance at a free golf shirt yada 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 that was why I originally ordered them I thought I needed to get more engagement maybe that would spread the word because my social media presence is honestly it's comical I have a free meme app on my phone and when it's time to post an episode, which I'll probably end up doing in about 40 minutes from now, I end up staying up for like an extra hour trying to make a meme to promote my podcast because I, I'm illiterate when it comes to that. And it's funny because I, I was a marketing major in university. So you think I'd have a little more intuition with the, with the social media, but I don't. I certainly don't. But what I was thinking I could do with these shirts and like this might be a absolute shot in the dark and i hope some of you would think this is a good idea and i'll make a post about this on my social medias but something that i think we should do especially in the in you know in the recent months when we've seen all these uh horrific discoveries from uh former residential schools in the unmarked graves of i mean at this point it might even be up to a thousand it's sad it actually breaks my heart thinking about this stuff but uh i was thinking what i could do is maybe we'll sell the shirts uh, you can buy a shirt from me. Um, they're not going to be expensive. I'm going to sell them for 35 bucks a pop. 
Uh, really nice shirt though, really good fabric and it's cool. I got the project logo over the heart with just the writing. And then, you know, it's like the purple and orange, the logo there. It's funny. I got that logo made for free, but I actually really like it. Shout out to Matt Donnelly, producer Matt Donnelly. He's the one who, who came up with it for me. But I, I like the colors and I got a nice like flower that matches uh, on, on, the, on the arm there. Little little trim there, little flower trim and it, it matches the colors of the logo. So it's hard to explain, but it looks really good. But what I'm thinking we should do, I think we should sell these for 35 bucks a pop. And all the money raised, we should donate it to some sort of fund. And I, and I, if I had a phone right now, I would have already known what the fund is called. But we're going to figure that out and we're going to donate it to some sort of something that we can help, uh, you know, our Aboriginal brothers and sisters in this country um, come to peace with what's happened, which is it's not come to peace, but find whatever we, you know, move forward. I want to donate. I want to address this because I'm uh, so proud to be Canadian um, I love this country. I think it's the greatest place on earth, but there are some severe dark times that we can't ignore anymore. And I feel like that it just kills me. Like, what if we, like, we just like act like this didn't happen. And like these, these horrific discoveries are just like heightening. I mean, it's, it's bringing awareness. It's, it's finally to the point that we can't ignore it anymore. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's so bad, but this has almost just been like swept under the rug. And as we all know, like the last school closed in 1996 or seven. Like it's not that fucking long ago. There's people still walking around that probably worked in those fucking in those schools, which makes me sick. So it's not right. So we're gonna, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to, you know, we can all. I don't want to just be the one to, you know, I don't want to change my profile picture and act like that's what I did to help this. Just to say that I'm aware of what's going on. Um, I think we should, uh, if you were interested in buying a shirt, I'm going to make a post out of it. Unfortunately, I only got men's sizes because I didn't think it would be, I don't think too many females would be itching at the chance to get a project shirt. But what I think we should do is we should try and get all these shirts sold and maybe I could make some sort of like, um, like a charity fund or something like that. And we can donate that money. It doesn't have to be a lot and, and, and it probably won't be tons. But I mean, any, any anything we can do is going to help. And um, I'm a proud Canadian, like I said. But there's uh, there's parts of our past that we can't we can't ignore, and um, we can't act like they didn't happen. So the only way to move forward is uh, you know addressing the issues at hand, um, what needs to be changed, uh, what needs to be addressed from yesterday, and what needs to be changed today. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I have the solutions or I know what that direction needs to be. I don't. But I'm telling you right now that I'm here to be part of the conversation and, and find a way to move forward and, and help people that are people, people heal that uh, were truly affected by a, a massacre that uh, that went on in this country and it needs to be addressed. Uh, Canada's a Canada's a great country, but it has some dark history and uh, we can't hide from that. All right. So I will um, I will work hard to, to get something going there, and I'll get and the, you, if you're listening to this podcast, you'll hear about it first through this episode. But there, are, you know, I'll, I'll get some social media going, and uh, I'll get a post going, and I'll show you guys the shirts and let you know what they look like. And even if you don't want a shirt, uh, you can send some money in, and I'll make sure it goes to the right place. Uh, I'm a guy you can trust. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna siphon money that I say is gonna be donated to a good cause. Okay. Uh, I'd love to do this and try and make a difference any way I can. All right. So if, if and if you think that that's, uh, you know, if there's other ways I could be doing it better, reach out to me. I'd love to, you know, again, I want to be part of the conversation on how we can try and make things better and help people who have uh, been truly harmed by what, by, by what went on. And uh, it just makes me laugh. Every time I, 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 anytime I've heard like stories of this gone on, whether it's, you know, 
our Aboriginal people or other horrific acts that have happened in the past around the world uh, where we're mistreating people on this planet, it just makes me laugh. Like, what happened if, like, an alien species came that just, this is a hilarious analogy, but what happens if an, an alien species comes and, and we have to go to war with them? What happens? Is it not the world against them? So then are we, like, or what if there was, like, we did find other life and stuff like that, like, are we going to start calling ourselves, are we going to go by the earth or are we going to act like, oh yeah, I'm from the earth, but I'm from Canada. And they're like, where? Oh no, I'm from this little place on the earth. They're like, nobody, you're from fucking earth, dude. Like the earth ain't that big. That's the way I look at it. Like it just kills me. Like we're all from the same place. We're all brothers and sisters to a degree. Like we're all, like, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, Asian, yellow, purple, blue, like we're all the same. It's, it just blows my mind. And what always kills me, I always think about this. Like, you know, the society we live in, yeah, it has some downfalls. There's a lot of things we can work on. I mean, it obviously brings some good too. But at, like, one point, like, some guy, like, basically just, like, it's like it was, like, his version of Monopoly. Like, we were running around the hills. We were running around, like, cavemen. And then one guy, this guy, just decided to establish rules. And now that's what we do. We just live by, you know, societal rules, and, and we go on and go on and so forth. And uh, that's a little bit of a tangent there, folks. But what I'm trying to say is we're all brothers and sisters, man. Like, you know what? And, and the people who truly do mistreat others, it's truly because they hate themselves. And I'm not a psychologist, but I'm going to go ahead and say that that's probably a fact. All right? So um, let's figure this out. Let's be better, okay? I didn't want to get, uh, you know... I don't, you know, this is a, this is a fun show. We like to have a good time, but you know, it's got to get serious too at some point. So uh, that's the way it goes. All right. Um, I've now been 41 minutes and a half into this episode. It's now 1 a.m. and I think I have to wake up in four hours. And yesterday we worked a 13-hour day, and I uh, probably might have an, I might have another one up there tomorrow. So my sleep schedule is trashed. I don't have a sleep schedule anymore. I'm a night hawk that likes to get up early. It's the worst scenario ever. I love doing both. And lately I have been doing both. Like when I was in, when I was in high school, if I didn't sleep eight hours a night, I could barely like, I'd feel like I was in class. I could barely keep my eyes open. I'd be like falling asleep in class all the time because like if I was like, oh, I didn't get my eight hours. Now, if I get like four, I'm fucking flying, dude. Like I can't, and this summer's really screwed me up because like summer's the worst, right? It's so nice out at night. Like you'd want to hang out, you want to stay out late, but then you got to get up and work and stuff. My sleep schedule is so horrific that, like, even on days where, like, I need to sleep in and I want to sleep in and I'm so tired, like, I can't, I just can't sleep in. I can barely sleep in past nine right now. I, and if I do sleep, try to sleep in, I'm getting, like, six hours is, like, a sleep in for me right now. Seven hours. It's not good, I'm sure. But, like, you see all these people, like, everyone's, like, the success you need success. You need a disciplined regimen. You need to wake up at the same time and you need to go to bed at the same time every day. It'll increase your energy levels. And I was like, what? Like I read Matthew McConaughey's book. The guy tells me he sleeps 10 hours a night. He has a family. He has a wife and like kids. How does he, if he's going to bed at nine, like are the kids going to bed at like 530? How the fuck like, do you have time to do anything? Like, what happens if you just want to, like, chill out at night? Like, sometimes you want to do nothing. Like, you like to go work hard all day, bust your ass at work, maybe go work out, take care of the bod and stuff. I think you still need that downtime to just sit on your ass. Like, what's the science on that? Chill out, watch a movie at night, have a chew if you're feeling crazy. You know what I mean? Like, someone show me some science on that, okay? 
because I need some help with the, with the sleep schedule. It ain't going well. But folks, I got to work in the morning, real. And I, this is where I always come in. Like I, whenever I record an episode late night, and uh, this is why I always I, I laugh. I don't think other podcasts have this problem. Um, I've basically recorded this in a straight shot. I barely pressed pause. I pressed a pause to sneeze once. And um, so now it, I'm, this is a 43-minute episode as I'm, as I'm talking right now. Do I go back and listen to it? Do I edit anything? Or do I just save it and press upload? I do that often. Like, who knows? Like, there could have been, like, a ghost in the background whispering sweet nothings. I, maybe the microphone was off the whole episode. I don't even know. Maybe it sounds terrible. Sometimes I don't know because I literally don't even listen to it once again. I just press upload. And I'm, I'm gritting my teeth right now. Might be one of these episodes where I just press. I just send her off. See what happens, you know? Because you know what? I like to think that's organic too. There's so many people that make podcasts that in my opinion, I'm not trying to say I'm a sweet podcaster or anything like that. I, I think I have like, again, 47 listeners. Um, the amount of production that goes into these things, it's like, are these people even good at their jobs or can they just, you know, edit their words and, you know, anyone can sound good when you, you know, you edit out and you, you make it all sound good. Like, I really appreciate a podcast where I feel like I'm in the room. You know, it has that organic feel of conversation. And I mean, that's a little harder when it's just me yapping to myself. But hey, again, folks, this podcast isn't going anywhere. I'm going to learn how to be a roofer. I'm going to become a roofer. And through roofing, I'm going to be able to afford a new laptop, a studio, my house, whatever house I make, I'm getting a gosh darn, you think Joe Rogan's studio is cool? No, mine's going to be like a gosh darn fucking spaceship. And when I get in that thing and I get the microphone buzzing, I'm going to just fly the fuck away, okay? Maybe I'll fly the fuck to Mars. Fuck you, Elon Musk. I'm coming for you, baby. This thing's going to the moon. Fuck, what, safe moon? Or who's that, Dave Portnoy? Who the hell is he? Yeah, the project's going to the moon, baby. So you know what? You know what? Grab a coattail, kids. Grab a coattail. Grab my coattails. We're going to the fucking top. Get a hand on one. Get a hand on one and grab it because we're going to the fucking moon. And if we miss, we'll land among stars. Folks, this is episode number 41. I love you all. I love you all, and you should love yourself. Because you know what? At the end of the day, no one cares about you except me. Okay? Remember that. Folks, I love you so much. This is episode number 41. We'll talk to you very soon.